0: Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea M. McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table where we help you tell your story, your way, in your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what was your writing process like, maybe you experienced writer's block, and we definitely talk about editing and the different types of things that come with that because of course, editing is part of the book writing journey. And we talk also talk about so much more. Our goal is to provide inspiration motivation, encouragement, and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible. If this is your first time joining us, again, my name is Chelsea, and I am a published author, editor, and the owner of Your Writing Table, which provides full-service book writing, consulting, editing, and publishing services. I've been writing and editing for over 20 years, and I promise you, I eat, sleep, and breathe, and probably eat, sleep, and breathe some more on writing and editing. For all our returning listeners, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. We appreciate you, and we thank you for all the support the questions you send in for topic suggestions and all the positive feedback last but not least thank you to all of our partners who support us financially and help us to continue creating quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey promote their books brands and their businesses if you would like to become a partner please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information one last thing Don't forget to follow us, okay? Please, please follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you prefer to listen to your podcasts on. All you have to do is click the follow button or subscribe notify so that you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop. And now let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners. Hello, hello. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of Women Winning at Writing. And I'm so glad that you all have tuned in for our latest episode. And of course, we've got another fantastic writer who is going to bring us some jewels, gems, and her own stories to uh, give y'all some writing encouragement and inspo or inspiration as they call it. (laughs) So today's guest is, um, she's a writer, but she is also connected with the film industry. And I know this is the perfect time to talk about it because we're so happy that the sag strike is over. Woo! And we are so happy that, um, you know, the actors, screen, screenwriters and all of those are now able to go back to work. So congrats to you all on that movement. And, Again, she's also a writer and she's a screenplay. So she's going to share with us some of the things that, you know, the differences and similarities and her experiences with not just writing books, novels, but also writing screenplays and stage plays. She is uh, in the New York area. Brooklyn is in the house. And so <laughs> I would love for all of you to help me. Please welcome Miss Michaela Duffy to the show. Hello, Michaela.
1: Hello, Miss Chelsea and Brooklyn, Baby. That's right,
0: Brooklyn. <laughs> we definitely give homage to to the East Coast. Um, because you know, of course, you know, we talked about this before, but you you've eaten some good food in Brooklyn, right? Some good Brooklyn pizza. Oh,
1: absolutely. Brooklyn is is the hub for uh all things culinary and also just like fantastic. <laughs> right?
0: I'm so sure. I'm definitely sure about that. And I absolutely, I'm so excited that you have joined us today. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to uh, talk with us today. So let's just dive right in. Please tell us about yourself and your books and your projects.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so my name is uh, Michaela Duffy, and I am an award-winning playwright, and author, and based out of Brooklyn. Um, and in terms of my experience of writing, um, I've, I've won most of my awards for, for playwriting, and it's been like Best of Fest, Best of Space, uh, Patron's Pick, things like that. Um, my my current book that I'm working on is *The Port Guardians: The Stolen Child*, and it is. A, it's a multi-POV epic fantasy, it's the in- first installation of a tetralogy, uh, it's, it's, uh, if you're into like Will White's Cradle series or Critical Role Vox Machina, anything that's super fantasy-based, that's really where uh, this, this book's found its heart. Um, and that that, that is, that's kind of been the theme of my my writing style is a lot of adventure a lot of heart a lot of um you know fighting the good fight <laughs> regardless of uh of what it looks like the cost is going to going to be and so most recently, I, I just finished this first book. I'm about halfway through on the second book. And last year, I just had my off-Broadway uh, debut with my play, uh, The Sweeper: A Human Odyssey. And it was, a, it was a play, it's a solo show, and I, I can also discuss the differences between what that really means. And then a few years ago, I did For Love, Sir, Letters of Life, Love, and Sacrifice in the Fringe Circuit, which won a bunch of awards as well. Um, and so... I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you guys about the, the differences between novel writing, playwriting, screenwriting. So, so you can kind of figure out which storytelling medium works best for you because they are so different. Um, like you think storytelling is just storytelling until you actually start getting into the nitty gritty of it. Um, and I think once once people have access to all the different kinds of ways, they can really, really sink their teeth into the one that really speaks to them, like is kind of their love language of storytelling. So um, thank you so much for having me on here. I've been- stoked about this all week
0: (laughs) yes definitely and thank um, you know just thank you for telling us a little bit about yourself now can you tell me one more time what are the names of your books again and what genre because you said them so fast I'm pretty sure oh
1: sorry yeah so so my uh, my manuscript is the Mistport Guardians the Stolen Child and it is an epic fantasy
0: okay and what was the other one it was a it was a, a an odd name Oh, so my play is Starsweeper, uh, a human artist. It was something you said with the, maybe it was, is it a genre? I'll think of it. But anywho, you can probably tell us the title (laughs) again later. But so what inspired you to become a writer?
1: Um, okay, so so back in the before times, um, I think I've kind of just always been a writer. Um, I've always enjoyed storytelling, I remember being in like first grade and writing little silly stories about robots and a utopia of robots. Um, and so I've always really found a home utilizing words and, you know, the power of language in order to, um, in order to connect with my, my fellow human. <laughs> um, and. You know, as as you grow up, you, you try to decide what you're going to do with your life, right? For for some reason, uh, in, in, in our education system and in our or in our uh, country, we 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 decide that 17 year olds have every uh, ability to decide what they're going to do for the rest of their 70 years of life, right. uh, and they have to make that decision right then, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, and so when I was growing up, I, I didn't think that I could make a career out of writing. I didn't think I could make a career out of anything creative. So I kind of put it on the back burner. And then as I you know, went to college, graduated from college, was working in law, um, I realized that I was missing something so important and so vital to my life that I ended up moving into acting because that was just the first thing that popped up as a creative outlet. And when I was acting, I ended up getting into. Um, I, 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 I was starting to get cast in in a, a lot of wonderful shows, but I got so frustrated because I I happen to be a plus size individual, and I'm also a very loud and like big bold kind of person. Like I have a lot of personality, <laughs> and <laughs> and in theater specifically, um, there there tends to be a lot of. And also, like, if you don't fit the mold or, you know, you get typecast as a certain thing. And if they're not looking for that kind of thing, then you really can't get cast. And so I got so frustrated with it that I wrote my first play for Love, Sir, out of total spite. (laughs) Wow. Because I, I wanted to, to write myself into a leading role, um, and I wanted to write myself into a romantic leading role because there there weren't very many plus size people that I had seen that were that were deemed romantic, and so I started playwriting and I learned that you know how you write a, how you write a play the formatting the what you do and what you don't include. Um, and then after that was super successful i started you know working on other things moved up to new york to pursue uh acting and writing and then i wrote a uh, star which was my off-broadway solo show uh and that was that was really just to kind of be like i it, it's it's a love letter to humanity it's a love letter to um just the the idea that there's some good in the world mr pro and it's worth fighting for like that's very much the central conceit yeah um And then I started writing my book, um, The Mistborn Guardians, as an exercise. I I really just wanted to see if I could write an action scene because, you know, I had been doing so much work with plays and, you know, when you're on stage, you have stage directions. Um, But, like, how it's actually described is a totally different thing. And so I... I wanted to try my hand at writing action, and um, so the story, The Mistborn Guardians, is a, uh, if you're familiar with, you know, tabletop role-playing games, this is actually a novelization of my campaign with my, uh, my chosen family. And so I was like, well, this is something I know really well, let me just give it a try. And, and then it ended up becoming this massive book in this super, you know, wonderful endeavor. And... It has has become everything I'm going to make my personality for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) You know, that's so awesome. And I love the fact that you, um, you know, you said I wrote my own play, you know, and that's something that I talk about often, um, which really how the name of my business came about your writing table, because sometimes you can't wait for other people to invite you to their table. You got to set your own table. You got to (laughs) build your own table. You cannot wait. And I love that you took that, Leap, You know, you took that step to say, I'm going to do this myself because this is what I want for me. And this is what I want to experience and it ended up being a success, which is amazing.
1: And, and you, you could not be more right. Like I, it is when, when you cannot, your chair into another person's table building your own table is such a fantastic thing because not only do you start doing the things you've always wanted to do you get to bring other people to the table who are also struggling so like you know you have this podcast it's women writing or uh, winning at uh, writing and it's oh let's let's raise other people who are not um getting the the um engagement from other people like let's 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 raise everybody's voices the high tide raises all ships and it's such a cool thing yeah exactly right um and so building your own table is a great thing Do 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 it
0: it is i mean seriously you know and i i love the fact that you know there are those of us that we write books we're doing plays we're doing poetry you know songwriting because of course there's so many different faces to writing it's not just a book you know it's not just um um, a novella, you know, or something like that. There's so many different ways to write. And so this is just, this is awesome. And I grew up going to stage plays. My mom used to take me to stage plays. So this is super exciting. So now you've actually written three plays. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Um, so I've written, um, I've written two one acts, or well, I've written two one acts and one 10-minute play. Um, the 10-minute play, I, I've never produced. It's just something I thought was fun, and I, and I decided, I was like, I'm going to go write it. Um, but my, my one acts, um, I, I, I've written both of them and produced them, one in the Orlando circuit, and then one of them off-Broadway and in the Tampa Fringe circuit.
0: That's awesome. Now, what is off-Broadway compared to Broadway? All right, let's
1: talk about it. So, uh, I happen to be in New York City, right? Um, and so, you would think that most most all the theaters are, are Broadway theaters. However, really, there there's a distinction in Manhattan um, about size, right? And so, off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway, and Broadway are literally just the size of the theater. Okay. I mean, it also has, within New York City's boundaries. But it really is just the size of the theater. So, um, so, a Broadway theater, I believe, is it's like five hundred seats and above. An off Broadway theater is a hundred seats to four hundred ninety nine, and then an off off Broadway, I believe, is. Um, Forty nine to ninety nine. Um, I could be off a little bit on the numbers, but that's really what the the difference is. It's just how many seats are actually in the house of the um, of the stage.
0: Oh wow! See, I never would have known that. When I thought off Broadway, and again, this is just me, and I'm sure some of the listeners may be possibly thinking the same thing. Broadway, of course, yeah, you've got your big names, you know, your big name actors and actresses, and you know, of course, if you make it to Broadway, you've done it, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Off, I thought off-Broadway was, like, the copycat. You know, like, oh, you didn't make it to Broadway, but you're off-Broadway. Oh, <laughs> you no, know? no,
1: no, 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 absolutely not. Um, actually, one of the most, like, uh, success... Like, some of the most successful shows ever have been off-Broadway shows that have made recordings, um, like uh, Heather's the Musical, off-Broadway. Yeah. Um, currently, there's... Um, Currently there's a little shop of horrors that's happening off Broadway oh, where Jared Jer- yeah. Jordan and like all the other like big massive Broadway actors are like taking their turns as these lead roles but it's off Broadway literally just because the size of the theater is smaller
0: well, see, and this is why we educate one another. This is why we ask the questions and we have, you know, shows like podcast shows and episodes like this so that we can get the difference. Right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so now what is the difference between a screenplay and a stage play for those who don't know? Sure.
1: So uh, a screenplay is going to be, you know, what your movies are. Um, anything that goes onto a screen, anything that's going to be... Um you know, filmed. Uh, stage play is something that's going to be live, in, in a live theater audience. Um, and w- when I say stage play, that does not necessarily mean it has to be on a, like, physical stage. Um, you can have it in a bathroom. I've gone to shows where the, the venue was a bathroom. <laughs> like, Seriously? you can put it in. I, yes, ma'am. In bathroom. <laughs> oh, I wow. have, th- that's one of the really, really cool things about theater is you can make it anything you want. Yeah. You can put it Anywhere you want, if someone's willing to sit down and watch you do the thing, it's a stage play. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so stage play is going to be anything that is it is performed live, um, in front of a in front of an audience, um, or you know if you're just rehearsing or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so stage play performed live, which means that everything has to be um in order of how it's actually going to be performed, and then uh, screenplay is going to be filmed. So like it has to be written in order of how it's going to be filmed. Like. In order of how the actual story is going to go, but how it's filmed, that's up to the director and um, the editors and things like that. And whoever is actually in charge of filming that day. Um.
0: See, and now let's let's talk about that really quickly. What's the difference with when you're writing a screenplay, writing a stage play and, of course, writing a novel? Because obviously there's three differences with, with yeah. all three of those.
1: Yeah, okay. So um, most people who are probably listening to your podcast are are novel writers, right? That that would be my assumption. Um, And when you're writing a novel, you are the actors, the writer, the director, the editor. You are all of those people in one. Um, So when you're describing a scene, right? So so say in my book, one of the first scenes is... um, my character on a boat, uh coming into this new city. Mm-hmm. I'm just de- describing who she is, how she's acting, how her face it, like her facial expressions are, um her interactions with other people, uh what the what the building looks or, 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 or what the ship looks like, what the air looks sounds like and what all of those things. I'm describing all of the things. I'm painting this world for my readers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So you you are taking on all the roles. You are the set designer. You are the costumer. You are all the things when you're writing a novel. Um, when you move into stage playwriting or playwriting and screenwriting, uh, a lot of those rules you you roles you give up. Uh, you are telling the story, um, and so the format is also a lot is a lot different because in novel writing, you're writing in prose, right? You're writing in paragraphs and you're describing everything around. When you start writing, uh, when, you, when you start doing playwriting and screenwriting, you are actually writing mostly dialogue and then directions around it. So stage directions, um, uh, like screen directions, any, any anything that you need, like the actors to know, but not necessarily the audience because the audience doesn't read the stage play or the screenplay. They do if they, they, they want to go buy the play later and they want to read it. Um, but they are not reading the play. On a novel, they're reading the play. That is your audience. When you are playwriting, you are writing for the directors, for the actors, for the people who are actually going to be on the crew, putting this story to life. Um, so the structure is a lot different. Uh, it's a lot lot more bare bones because you're really talking about dialogue, how these two how these characters interact with each other. But you don't you want to also give room to the people who are bringing the story to life Uh, when you're writing a book you are the actor telling the world how your character feels about these things when you are playwriting the actor shows how this person feels about something Mm, yeah and, and and so the way that i read a line Maybe very different than the way you read a line. One of the the biggest uh, examples of that is in Hamlet. It's the to be or not to be. That is the question, right? Mm -hmm. Every actor takes their turn trying to figure out which which word of that sentence to emphasize.
0: (laughs) To be or not to be. That
1: is the question. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So is the, is, the, is the, 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 importance of the emphasis on the not being, is it the, is the importance on, is the emphasis needing to be on the fact that it's a question of humanity? Like that's up to the, to the actor to figure out uh, what okay. is the important part for their Hamlet. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right. Um, or another one and- like Romeo and Juliet. Romeo, Romeo, <laughs> wherefore art thou Romeo. <laughs> yeah. like You know, you we all have the famous lines, you know, from very famous plays. But this is so good because um, now that I'm thinking about books that I've read that have been turned into plays or adapted, you know, for the screen, um, I get what you're saying. And I have dabbled a little bit in screenplay. So I get it. So in a book, in the novel, we're saying she went to the store as she browsed the aisles. She picked up a can of, you know, uh, of, of soup and placed it in her shopping cart. But on a screenplay or stage play, I mean excuse me, on a stage play, you wouldn't put all of that description. It's you know maybe her dialogue right? Like hey, this is what I was looking for. but the directions would be actress browsing down the aisle, walk slowly, you know, look to the right. you know, that is that what how a screenplay would go? I mean, a stage play, excuse me.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, So, like, for example, in my stage play, um, Starsweeper, there's there's a beginning to the scene where in the script, all it says is Sergeant Riley, who's the main character, Sergeant Riley plays a cup game. That's all that's written in the script. That's it. On stage, what ends up happening is I'm playing this little cup game, and I fail several times. And the audience just gets to live in that space with me to see if I can actually make it that third time I try to play the cup game. Um, and, and so that, that life is actually imbued by it being performed in front of people um, because the direction is just play a cup game. Now, if I want to succeed or fail that cup game, that's up to my director and myself. Like what? What is the feeling we want to give the audience at the moment? Do they want? Do Do they feel like Riley's is succeeding? Uh, do they feel like Riley's having a rough day and is just need you know like just needs a win and can't seem to get it? That's up to the interpretation of who's actually bringing the story to life.
0: So now, does that go? So when? So like, let's say you have your novel and you know how the novel works, how it ends. You know what happens if Riley succeeds at this game or not. Um, is it up to the director to decide? Yes, we're gonna go with the direction of, of how the book is written or now nah, I want to switch it and I want the opposite to take place.
1: Um, I would not in the way that you like change story. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily think that that's, that's how that, that translation would happen. But, um, let me, okay, let me, let me, let me think. Um, Oh, for example, there, there's a really, really, um, there's a really big famous one. Um, in uh in the harry potter series where in the fourth book um harry potter gets his name pulled out of a uh pulled out of a goblet and in the book it says very calmly dumbledore asks harry did you put your name in the goblet of fire in the movie the guy screams at him he's like harry potter did you put your name in the goblet of fire and okay that was a directorial choice that a lot of people did not like (laughs) because it took away from that kind of character and what the fans really appreciated about him was that he was calm and he was collected.
0: But see, you know, the thing is, and see, I think that's the cool thing about reading the book before you see it live action or on a screen, because you already know, you know, like how the story was written, you know, the original. And so when you see the adaptation, it's kind of like, oh, Okay, they switched this, and I've done that so many times. Like, I'll say The Color Purple, for example. I read the book The Color Purple. So, when the movie came out, I was, I couldn't even really enjoy the movie because I was busy making comparisons. They didn't do that. No, no, they didn't do that. Uh-huh. No, they didn't do that. No, uh, uh-uh. why'd they do that? Oh my God. No, that's not the same. That's not the book. And then, oh, well, that was better how they did it in the movie. You know? So it's yeah. Really like, wow. That's- so now if someone want, if say our listeners, someone is interested in writing a screenplay, you know, they've got an idea. They want it, you know, either on a stage or on the screen. How would they go about doing that?
1: Oh, OK. Um, well, I would definitely start by reading a bunch of screenplays and reading a bunch of stage plays. As soon as you pick one up, you're going to understand exactly what I mean by the formatting is wildly different. Um, a lot of it's actually, like I said, it's very, very bare bones. And you have to fill in the, the gaps. What I would do, if you want to start, uh, let's start with just screenwriting, right? For screenwriting, find find one of the, one of the movies that you really enjoy watching and read the screenplay or read the screenplay and watch the movie. So read the screenplay first, then read the screenplay and watch this uh, and watch the film to see how they correlate see what translates, see what doesn't translate because also one of the things about um, filming is that it doesn't have to be word perfect because things happen improvisation happens like there's there's so many um, so many things that have become, uh, great pieces of, of fiction um, that were totally improvised. Like in *Goodwill Hunting there is a scene where uh, Robin Williams' character is talking to oh, is it Matt Damon's character. I think so. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And he just keeps repeating it. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And the camera doesn't pan away. It just watches Matt Damon's character crumble and that's all improv improv none of that was in the script but that became such a pivotal moment in that film yeah. and that was totally improv um and and so reading reading the actual structure of, of a screenplay as it's uh, as compared to how it actually shows up in the film i think is a great way to start um there's also really great um websites in order to learn how to actually write the thing. So text is one that I use. com, I think. And it actually pre-creates the formatting for you. And it'll actually say, okay, here's the characters. This is how, what it looks like when the characters are speaking. This is where the stage direction goes. This is where the acts go. This is where the scenes go. This is how you structure acts versus scenes. Um, this is how you structure arcs versus acts versus scenes. And... So really just diving deep into how filming is done. Filming and screenwriting and all of that is done. Reading, just just osmosising as much information as you physically can get your hands on is gonna be the best
0: way to get started. Now are screenplays of shows like let's say Goodwill Hunting, for example, are those available for people to read? Or like how would you get access to the screen the screen written version? versus, you know, just going to go rent the movie.
1: Yeah, um, no, you, you I mean, I believe y- you can find most screenplays online, okay. um, but you may, have, you may have to buy them just the same way you would have to buy a book or a play, um, but, but yeah, most, most of them should be, should be easily findable online, um, and, you know, if you want to put on your hand, uh, I'm sure you can find them easy even easier, uh, but yeah, no, every, every most every play, sh- or, uh, every film should have some kind of, Form of of a script online that you can find or purchase.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Michaela, for just taking the time. You have given us some very rich nuggets and some jewels um, for screenplay, screen stage play, you know, the differences and similarities and just thank you so much. How can listeners connect with you, um, you know, the next play that you've got coming up, you know, anything like that and and also get copies of your books?
1: Oh, hey. Um, So, yeah. My name is Michaela Duffy, and I am on all social media platforms uh, at at Michaela, M-I-K-A-E-L-A, Duffy, D-U-F-F-Y, writes, W-R-I-T-E-S, at Michaela Duffy writes on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. I would love for people to come say hello. Uh, I would love for people to be like, hey, I heard you on uh, Women Winning at Writing. I just want to come say hi. I, I love making new friends. I love making connections. Um, and on on that those platforms, I'll generally post about what I'm doing next. So like, if I'm like going to be doing Starsweeper again, I'll post on there and be like, hey, I'm going to be doing this in Wisconsin. You want to come watch me in Wisconsin? Let's go. Um, but, but yeah, you can also visit me at www.michaela. or I'm sorry www.michaeladuffy.com. Um, and on that website, you can see all of my acting, my singing, my writing, and then also all of my Miss Port Guardians stuff. So about my main characters, Nikea Cad, Pepe, and Lafayette, and Trisna. Um, you can you can read read in depth about those characters, about the world that we have built, um, and the adventure that I am. I'm going to bring to bring to a bookstore near you soon. <laughs>
0: awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much Michaela. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, we will make sure to include all of her contact info in the episode notes so you can click and access and get copies and keep up with Michaela. And yes, she will respond. Yes, she will get back to you. So, yes. Connect with her and get her books. And if you've got questions about screenplay stage play, reach out, ask That's how you get the knowledge. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you again, Michaela. We just appreciate it so, so, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chelsea. I really appreciate being here today. You are so welcome. And listeners, keep winning at writing. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Bye for now.